Aloha Maui Nui. Hey, this is Josh Porter. And Jason Burkhart. Welcome to the Solar Coaster. Still here in the studio. Here we are. <laughs> Where are we? Here we are. This is episode 93. Is that right? 93. 93. And this is going to be pretty cool. We're going to talk with some fellows at a company called Lumen. Right? Lumen. It's interesting. I like the name. We're going to ask more about it. <laughs> yeah, Lumen's a, a really cool company. Kind of came out of the blue. Some mutual friends got a recommendation. Hey, you guys should talk. And then, boom, we're talking to these uh, fellas that are doing these uh, these panels and this smart uh, kind of... Well, panel, different, not, not the same. We always talk about solar panels. This is not a solar panel. This is a, an electrical panel for your home. Correct. Yes. Yes. It's okay. a it's a smart uh, smart panel, right? So yep. smart breakers, and so we're able to control loads and curtail loads and actuate them and all these other kind of cool things. All, all these all these things you really talk about, like the the Internet of Things and your smart house. Uh, there's a lot of these products coming down the pipe, so we're going to find more about the particular Lumen panel in in just a bit. But it seems like a really really interesting product. I think <laughs> you this can, is you a, can do a lot with it. Yeah, I think this area is really important. We have the whole conversation of you know whole house backup and critical loads is a big big piece of this conversation. So right. we're going to jump right back into that. we got uh, also uh, an, a great caller coming in, uh, Boris von Bormann, a former a contributor and friend, to talk about all these amazing news and events. So we're going to get into that, too. Let's Big jump news. right into our housekeeping, and uh, we'll get to it. What do you say, Jay? Absolutely. All right, folks. We are The Solar Coaster, a renewable energy-themed talk show right here in lovely Maui County. A little rainy today, but uh, a great place nonetheless. Uh, it is a call-in show. 808-242-7800 is the call-in line. Uh, we can be found Fridays at 105 p.m. on Kauai 1110 a.m. Also some FM stations 96.7 fm central maui 96.5 fm west side 98.7 fm up country got a lovely website at www.solar-coaster.com it is lovely uh we have our blog up there to check out all the uh, interesting messages photos from where we've been but most importantly all our old content go to the podcast tab every single show we've ever done 92 of them now um, we've talked about everything so if you are if you have been some interested in solar technology or renewable energies chances are we've talked about what you're interested in go find the show check it out uh, also have a nice form on the website now you can fill out uh, your contact information questions yeah. to get them on air yeah. but you can also ask us hey Put us in touch with, put me in touch with an installer that can help me get solar. We now have some a number of relationships around the islands Absolutely. with installers who are doing things, uh, manufacturers of product, and we've kind of figured out some good models, like things that actually work, ways to navigate the utility programs. So if you need solar, go to the solar-coaster.com website, fill in a little note. We're not selling it, but we will put you in touch with the right yeah, people who, do. who can help you out. Please do. Please do. Very good. We also got some podcasts. Yep, podcasts. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. So uh, go out there and say, what is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been having fun with this with all my friends. Just you, get you, in your you iPhone. Hey, Siri, uh, place podcast solar coaster. Boom, it pops up from yeah. anyone's iPhone. How many iPhones are there in the world? Uh, too many now. I don't know. There's like 8, 11 million or something, <laughs> yeah, or something whatever. Like they can play millions, with the solar coaster. We are sponsored by Tabuchi Electric America, Sundrum Solar Pantic Design, and As our newest today. sponsor that has uh, called is LG Chem. Now, LG Chem is a heck of a company, the largest uh, chemical company in Korea. Mm -hmm. does about $20 billion a year in sales and about 20,000 <laughs> staff globally. So we're pretty stoked to have that kind of moxie behind us. Thank you so much to Lintran and to the rest of the uh, organization that went ahead and said, yeah, let's yeah, get the, in the involved. LG Chem team. Let's support Solar Coaster. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, yes, folks. Reminder, this is a call-in show. 808-242-7800 call-in line. We're going to jump over to uh, Pantech Design Minute number seven. Pantech Design Minute number seven, smart weather forecasting. This Sonin Equalinks feature makes use of weather forecast information from the Adapt Energy Automation Package to dynamically modify the battery's backup reserve setting. If the Adapt Energy Automation Package detects a severe weather event warning in your area, the system will automatically start the Sonin Equalinks battery charging up to 100% to prepare your home for the incoming storm and a potential loss of grid power. This maximizes your battery capacity for backup power when it is needed most. Furthermore, the Adapt EA package can notify other home automation systems like lighting, shades, thermostats, or other devices, which can then be adjusted to ensure the safety and security of your home. Imagine using this system to prepare for extreme weather here in Maui. Adapt will simultaneously take steps on your behalf, like topping off your home battery, powering up your EV, pre-cooling your home, or preheating your hot water system. All of these systems together, make sure that you are ready to take on the upcoming storm. This has been the Pantech Design Minute. 
it just never stops. Yeah. All of these amazing technologies that we yeah. uh, can take advantage of with Absolutely. home energy automation. And, and the Pantech Design Minute is never a minute. It's never a minute. And then we get a little minute afterwards. It's like the five minutes the guys chat about all this cool stuff in home energy automation. All right, let's jump over to our news and events. Uh, all right. Yeah, and we also have right a caller on the line at the same time here. Hey, hey, Boris, can you hear us okay, my friend? Aloha, absolutely. Aloha. Hey, uh, how you doing, Boris? Doing well. How about you guys? It is cold here. <laughs> in fact, I, <laughs> I heard about a Facebook post. Somebody said, uh, pray for Hawaii. It's 60 degrees. But none of us wear pants. Oh. <laughs> none of us own any pants. <laughs> and you don't have shoes. So nope, no, no, it's, it's cold. It's true, it's true, it's true. Well, thanks for uh, joining us as always, Boris. Really appreciate it. Got on the horn with Boris earlier today when we were trying to sort out some of the seismic shifts in the renewable energy industry that have been happening over the last 48 hours. And he's a wealth of knowledge. And we figured, you know, uh, it would be really good to have uh, early smart guy on yeah, section with us. <laughs> instead of us. Okay. Uh, Somebody else coming on? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very good. Very good. Okay. So you're going to, uh, we're going to walk right through our, our news and events. We've got global, national, and Hawaii in front of us. Jay, which one do you want to start out with? All right. Right away. I've been talking about this for a little while. Um, I knew the Middle East was going to go for this. Uh, Dubai is planning a large scale solar powered hydrogen uh, production plant uh, in um, obviously in, in Dubai, uh, sponsored and part technological partner with Siemens. Uh, all the hydrogen from this system that they're building is going to go toward their public transportation system, which is actually a really neat concept. Um, it's still really early, but it's basically a large um, production facility this is to prove that it can be done. So what's going on here is we've got a, a big solar farm that's being put in. Yep. And they're going to electrolyze water, yep. and they're going to split off hydrogen and oxygen, yep. and then they're going to take that hydrogen and they're going to use it for uh, other fuel other cell needs. vehicles specifically. And the reason why is because they are not nearly as vulnerable to the temperature, the high temperatures that they have to deal with in in Dubai. Well, there's uh, an electrification so of Transpo guy on the on the phone right now. So, <laughs> what do you think about that, uh, Boris? Is this something that uh, you've been following? I mean, uh, hydrogen definitely makes sense in, in some applications, and that's. Um, Dubai and, and the whole Middle East, the oil, let's call it the incumbent oil countries, they're really pushing a lot of investment into renewable energies, electric, electric vehicles, and that whole sustainable infrastructure and economy. So it's interesting to see. Hydrogen for sure makes sense. I like it. Uh, it's, not, it's not necessary for passenger vehicles, but public transport where you control, especially if you can control the supply and installation um, it, it makes a lot of sense if, if you if you have that wholly integrated, then you know countries with the means of Dubai can do that. Is it something that is there also a um, contain and export hydrogen as a gas? Is that something that would happen as well? Would you move hydrogen itself around? In, in terms of internationally, or yeah, within like the, the way we see LNG move, for example, does that happen? Um, no, 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 I don't see that really. No, it's, it's mostly for. Um, localized uh, transportation and gotcha. in some form uh, you use it for you could use it for trains you can use it for boats you can use it for um, long distance trucking but just you know the it's it's a more volatile gas so it's not the easiest to transport mm. and, and that makes it harder to to create that infrastructure Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, exciting to see this stuff happening. What's the next one, Jay? Sure. Um, so, following trends, uh, Shell has acquired Greenlots. Now, Greenlots is a major uh, EV fast charging infrastructure installer. Uh, we actually had some partnerships out here in Hawaii, um, but Shell is going to take ownership of the entire uh, Greenlots member group and continue, hopefully, to roll out a whole lot more um, charging infrastructure <laughs> out here. Right, right. And uh, this is this is probably linked up to our next article, which is Shell also buying Sonnet, right? Yeah, you'd kind of jump the gun on that one. Well, I mean, these guys are they're <laughs> both one. connected. Well, the interesting, the interesting, I mean, I, I think it would be really weird here. Now, if you're going to see Shell, you leveraging the Greenlots infrastructure, and you're gonna, what do you see? You see Shell gas stations popping up with EV charging stations. So, yeah. So, so you know, Shell branded EV charging stations. Is that what's going on here, uh, Boris? I mean, and, and, and Boris, how do you want to introduce yourself in terms of your relationship with these companies? I'll just let you handle that, okay? <laughs> That's in I'll just throw the ball at you. Go for that. Okay, perfect. No, I, I mean, uh, it's fine. Green, Green Labs, obviously, I know Brett, CEO. Uh, we've actually met at the Bloomberg uh, Forum or Summit the, uh, the day last week in San Francisco. And I congratulated him on the sale at that point. It nice. came up already. 
Um, and then uh, Sonnen, as, as you probably know, you know, have obviously a relationship with us being a former CEO for the Americas up until 2016. So right. it's been still already almost three years. It's, it's crazy how time flies. But, um, you know, obviously a company that, that I'm familiar with. And so, but, you know, oil, the oil and gas play is, is interesting, right? So that's why we have the proliferation of electric vehicles and we all talked about it a lot uh, over the past shows and, and you obviously when we had Rivian on and others you see that there's going to be more and more options around electric vehicles so people are going to start adopting them especially if you look at the islands and other markets around so um, what role do oil and gas companies play in the future and that's really interesting to observe right so how do they come from a purely gasoline diesel oil-driven environment, if it goes electric, it can completely circumvent them. So uh, this is, I think, a first step of what you see on how oil and gas might play in, in the electric vehicle space by delivering the infrastructure place and uh, charging energy storage is tightly linked. So um, making that play with Sun and making that play with uh, the platform that Sun and has, the platform that Greenlots has, Bring in charging and storage together, and potentially developing that in an infrastructure play on the gas stations. It's something that one could imagine for sure. So this is uh, a company with a lot of of capital at its disposal, right? Three hundred billion in billion revenue, in, I believe. Right? <laughs> and they uh, not 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 unacquainted with the developing that kind of infrastructure, mm -hmm. and are already kind of have that a degree they have those kinds of infrastructure already out there there's you know gas stations all around the country and world right. probably right so um you know there's also some discussion okay on the one hand you see okay there you have these different technologies you could integrate them you could take advantage of their existing infrastructure and their capital and then maybe accelerate uh the deployment of uh, charging stations uh for for electric vehicles and such but on the other hand there's a lot of discussion about you know Shell being one of the largest uh, fossil fuel companies that's done a lot of damage to the earth, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And what is what is their incentives? Is there a greenwashing component here? Is there a uh, are they are they is there any they're all, simultaneously they're they're joining some lobbies, right? Mm -hmm. to, uh, to to what was that one we just saw, Jay? Can you can you pull that one out? They joined a lobby just recently about um, what was it? Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, oh goodness! I was reading all about the court cases. Currently, they're being kill, to, oh to kill joined a lobby. Yeah. To, I'm sorry to kill no, the no, federal right. tax EV credit in the mm -hmm. U.S. Yep. Uh, through the American Fuel and Petrochemical Manufacturers, a, a, a group that they're a member of. I mean, is any of this uh, concern you, Boris? Are these things kind of on your radar? Well, if I mean, if, if you mean spirited, obviously, and and uh, and look at some of the behavior of, of oil and gas companies over the years, you could also imagine that they buy these companies to. There you go. Extend the development innovation cycle, right? Where you say, okay, let's buy companies or, or that just completely are shut them down. Some, <laughs> right. some of these things, and then basically kill the uh, kill the tech. However, I, I I really think that we are too far along on the renewables and on okay. the electric vehicles side. That this is something that would have even a dent into it, right? So I mean. Um, if you were to if you were to shut Sun and down or Green Nuts down, it, it wouldn't impact the market significantly. This is huge, what Boris just said. Yeah, this is huge. That's such yeah. an optimistic thing to hear. You hear what he just said? He said it yeah. wouldn't even matter if you bought up a bunch of battery companies and in the worst case scenario, shut them down. We're not saying this is happening, folks. We're just, no, you know, we're just, just, yeah. just kind of like exploring the parameters of the conversation, the right. boundaries. Yeah. And you just said, as a fellow that really understands what's going on in this space, that it wouldn't even make a dent. Well, as far as the so individual batteries and cells, I mean, there's there's buyers lined up because they're in such demand. <laughs> well, yeah. And yeah, and that's that's something, right? So it's like they are in such demand. And uh, it's amazing to hear you say that. I, I'm, I'm really encouraged to hear that. They also talk about... Uh, natural grass fracking and some relationship to this. I mean, there's a lot yeah, they're going current, on here. They're currently being being taken to court by the city of New York, the city of San Francisco, the city of Oakland, the city of Santa Cruz, uh, city of Richmond, uh, San is, Mateo. Is this just par <laughs> for the course for an oil company? I mean, I, 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 I do, I'm honestly not sure, but it certainly seems like a lot of uh, legal action. It's all related to high degrees of uh, pollution and um exhausting yeah, I mean, of, of greenhouse gases well, you see for example los angeles i mean you just saw the announcement from mayor erica city here the other day uh where they are not going to re-energize uh, three major gas fired uh, plants so right. mm -hmm. um 
you know, so that you, you see that movement happen. That's why I mentioned, I think, yeah, you know, you, you could play that. But I, I really think, you know, now even uh, these big companies see that there's the writing on the wall that you have to get in into certain certain aspects. Otherwise, you'd be left out. And that's that's why I think really think where this acquisition comes from. And, and uh, so it's earnest free from shell going into it's an earnest effort to be involved in this. They have to be. They're hedging their bets. They're they're going to um, do what they got to do. Fantastic. So let's um, let's move over, if we don't mind. Is that cool? We could say, yep. is there anything else you'd like to share before we move on from your area of a clear expertise and background? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The next one is no, also. Uh, so. No, I think, I mean, one one of the next ones, I think, is uh, we can still talk about from what I thought that you're going to talk about, which might be the Amazon announcement. Let's do the Amazon one for yep. sure. Yeah, okay. so this is Rivian. And actually, you were on a show. We were really fortunate about maybe a month or so ago when Rivian launched at the LA Auto Show. Uh, Michael McHale came on uh, the solar coaster uh, just before they opened the doors, I think, at the LA Auto Show. I think mm-hmm. uh, Boris was mm-hmm. hanging around there and he got a little early entry to take a, take a look at it. We both came on the show. We were, we were excited and blown away by the prospect of this truck and what Above it could do. An electric truck. An electric we vehicle truck. About if you didn't catch that show. Yeah, it was really fun and exciting to hear about this. Maui's truck culture, right? So, uh, and since then, a lot of interest in, in the Rivian. has been all kind of the toast of the town all throughout um, the news. And, and today, or was it was this February 15th? So today, this article here uh, on Forbes, it's Amazon leads investment round of $700 million in electric vehicle startup Rivian. Yep. So what say you, Boris? Well, it's, it's a huge, it's a huge entry from Amazon. And, and I think that actually gets me excited because, you know, the the one, there's a couple of players that people are still waiting on to see what, what their play will be in the electric vehicle space or the energy space. And one of them was Amazon, and the other one is Apple. Uh, Google mm-hmm. plays playing its cards, obviously, with with Waymo on the autonomous vehicle front. But Apple and Amazon are those couple of gigantic juggernauts that have a customer-facing interface and that are in many, many people's homes around the world that can have a significant impact. So um, now seeing that type of investment from an Amazon, who also invested just last week in Aurora, which is an autonomous vehicle tech company, mm-hmm. uh, really plays to what they, you know, what their strategy could be. Even though they're not announcing anything around the motivation behind the investment, however, looking at Alexa in the home and having that customer interface and having that customer environment, the customer-facing centric. Uh, play, you could see Amazon developing into a mobility as a service company, providing, you know, mobility services to end customers through their Amazon world. So really interesting and an exciting uh, play and uh, definitely good for the Rivian guys because it gives them more cash to come to market and and definitely, um, you know, once you're Amazon Echo plays you your Rivian ads every day. At some point, you're intrigued to buy one, so <laughs> make the thing stop. So, uh, I think there's a you know interesting place for sure, and I'm excited about it. <laughs> Alexa, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised that General Motors didn't get involved. The rumors were all over that General Motors was also going to be investing heavily in, in Rivian, and then that didn't materialize for whatever reason. Agree. Well, what do you think? Yeah, about- I mean, still could be some that we'll hear about, right? So it's not not. Uh, Sure, sure, but I mean, but th- this pickup truck, the truck field, basically is is the last vestige of of Detroit might, right? The Ford F one fifty being <laughs> being the, yeah. the most popular truck. Uh, w- without without these trucks or the trucks, the truck market, um, we're going to see a lot of these old Detroit auto companies really. In a, in a bad space unless they well unless Rivian manufactures there and and Tesla <laughs> well, there manufactures is, yeah. there and well, maybe Ford Ford's talking about launching an electric uh, electric F remember they, no, they, no they remember they they failed back and that was going was going to be electric and then they said no it's going to be a hybrid and now it's just delayed no no is that right yes uh, I, okay I th- I, I, <laughs> well in any case well, this... we, we've we've seen spy shots of the f-150 of the electric f-150 so i think it's coming it's coming yeah. it, it must it must be on. it must be but the, I, I was really really disappointed to hear that they were going to make it a hybrid instead all right so these are some big moves um uh, boris we have uh we have shell as fossil fuel giant investing in all of these amazing kind of renewable new you know energy tech and smart energy stuff and then we have amazon from the tech space coming over 
over and, and moving a bunch of money in this next round of funding for Rivian. Uh, this is uh, some exciting stuff. It doesn't feel like we're on the fringe at all here. It feels like we're center stage. What do you think about this? Let's talk a little more. Uh, can we be more exotic? I don't know. Can we a little more fringe <laughs> here with this solar powered car? Did you take a look at this one, Boris? Yeah, what was Lightyear, right? Yeah, the light, the like light year from a Dutch company. Um, there. Yeah, I was going to say light speed. But, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. I wish I wish it went light speed, but <laughs> it is very expensive. So this is the Lightyear one that we're looking at. It is it is a five passenger, I believe, uh, sedan, uh, going to be available next year. Uh, it's about a hundred and seventy thousand dollars if I do my conversion right. From so this car, <laughs> folks, is 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 uh, wrapped effectively in solar cells. Right. And that's kind of the first time we've seen this in market, at least to my knowledge, right, Boris? So, uh, any thoughts on this on this product here? Do you see this making a play, doing something special, or is it kind of like this niche thing? What, I mean, I'm really kind of at a loss. I mean, to me, it's definitely. I mean, like you said, hundred fifty thousand dollars, right? That, you know, it's definitely more of a niche. I don't think too many people. Yeah, by price point alone, yes. <laughs> Just by price point alone, it's not going to be mad. Yeah. Um, quite can compete on the F-150 level at the moment in terms of price point. But the one interesting part about it is that they're wholeheartedly are going at the solar-powered vehicle, right, where they say they can create enough power from solar cells embedded into the vehicle to power the battery, and that's that's a new play that you haven't seen so far. Mm. Anything that has been out in the market is always just, okay, we support some of the electronics in the vehicle, like a fan or cooling or, or something around the solar panel, but it's, it's mostly gimmicky so far. So um, I'm curious if that's going to work. I'm just from pure looking at what a solar panel can produce in terms of surface area and, and why you're driving and when it's standing and how does that work. It, you know, it, it's going to be interesting how they can make a play, let's call it that way. It's, it's, it's it's tough, I think, to pull off. But other than that, you know, it's it's good to see more startups, but there's a lot of money that also been thrown out the window in some of these cases for people that fail miserably, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, it, it, just one to watch, let's call it that way. All right. Enough. Okay, well, let's. Uh, I think there's not much going on in Hawaii. There's. Uh, we do have two articles from Biz Journals talking about uh, the actual jobs have declined a little bit uh, in solar industry, and uh, also permits are slightly down. We heard that as well. Yeah, which is surprising. We do go on air pretty often. This is the last year for the full federal tax credit. If you are interested in solar, you really should take a look at doing it Absolutely. this year, uh, however, you, however you get it done. Okay, Boris, well, thank you so much for joining us last minute on our news and events section. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you soon. And uh, aloha, my friend. Aloha. Thank you, guys. Good All to right. talk to you. <laughs> we'll be right back. Take care. Aloha, and welcome to Maui Solar Project. It is easy to feel rejuvenated just stepping outside on a magnificent Hawaiian day. Maui Solar Project is here to help harness that energy you feel in your body and use it to power your homes and businesses. As Laura tells us, Maui harnessed the sun so as to slow its path across the sky. Join Maui Solar Project as we harness the sun's energy and slow Hawaii's dependence on fossil fuels. Call Maui Solar Project at 269-2352. MauiSolarProject.org. Pantech Design is ushering the world into a new age of home energy automation through the convergence of smart home technologies and renewable energy management. Unifying solar energy production, intelligent energy storage, and smart breaker technologies with smart home devices, Pantech Design's complete home energy automation suite incorporates unprecedented control of lighting, shades, climate, security, hot water, electric vehicle charging, and many other systems. Contact Pantech today at PantechDesign.com. Tsubuchi Electric, a leading worldwide inverter manufacturer, presents the second generation of the eco-intelligent battery system, the IBIS. Tsubuchi's grid-friendly system includes a high-efficiency inverter, stackable batteries, and integration with Jelly software for the most adaptable battery storage system on the market. The system is optimized for energy management and cost performance. Maximize your solar investment with Tsubuchi's electric eco-intelligent battery system. 
Sundrum Solar is the manufacturer of a revolutionary thermal collector that fits on the underside of your standard PV panel to maximize energy capture per square foot. The Sundrum Solar Hybrid PVT system combined photovoltaic and thermal holds the world record for peak efficiency, capturing an astounding 86% usable energy. Learn how Sundrum Solar vastly improves electric, heating, and cooling economics at sundrumsolar.com. All right, that's our uh, wonderful uh, sponsors that have kept the solar coaster on air for well, 93 let's, episodes. Let's, let's do an LG one real fast. <laughs> go ahead, Josh. Go oh, ahead. <laughs> LG Chem has uh, boatloads of batteries, and batteries they want everybody to know that they're available uh, in mass because they've done a lot with their production lines. And uh, <laughs> that's Jay's music. <laughs> okay. I'm trying, I'm trying so really we'll have here. a proper LG Chem uh, commercial shortly for y'all. Um, we are really fortunate uh, today in our main show focus to talk with some representatives from the Lumen uh, organization. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, can you hear us? Uh, are you on air with us right now? Yeah, we can hear you guys. This is Kevin. All right, you got a whole party there. Why don't we? Why don't we start out? First of all, thank you very much for joining the show. Uh, kind of last minute. I think we were talking last week, and then it was like, yeah, we we should just we just do this right now. You yeah, know? absolutely. Uh, so yeah, yeah kudos to you guys. <laughs> um, why don't we start out with a little introduction? How many people are on on, on the phone with us right now? By the way, <laughs> we've got uh, we've got three of us. It's, this is Kevin O'Shea, chief commercial officer and co-founder of Lumen, and I've got two. Of my smart guys with me, Michael Hitchman, our product manager and product owner, and uh, Brian Sullivan on the line as well, who's our head of data engineering, um, who recently joined us from Netflix streaming and data analytics group. So that's the crew here. And uh, Okay, yeah, Michael, yeah. Kevin, and Brian, right? Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, welcome to the Solar Coaster. We're very excited to have this conversation, gentlemen, because this notion of, um, you know, for me, it starts to, as a person that's been involved in the installation business out here for a little while, you know, we're constantly talking about critical loads, uh, whole house backup, uh, and what is what are these things, and how do they work, and what how can we do it better? And me from the customer side is basically, well, I just want it all. Yes. And I don't want to pay for it. Right. right. <laughs> so smart smart panels. And if I use any incorrect technology or terminology, please do correct me because I, we do want to kind of find the right language. Um, yeah. But, you know, with smart smart circuit, smart circuit breakers, smart panels that allow us to, you know, curtail and manage our loads in the event of an outage or for various reasons, it's very attractive on a lot of levels. There's a costing uh, savings, a labor savings. There's a, you know, just a practicality of use of batteries during outages, uh, kind of uh, steering things in the right direction. So really excited to understand your company and then what kind of value propositions are offered here. So why don't we start out, you know, just at the beginning. Tell us a little bit about yourselves and about your company, how you got involved in, in, in this company, and then, we, you know, what, what, what it is you do exactly. Sure. Yeah, thanks. This is Kevin again. So uh, Lumen, uh, we got our start in August of 2016 uh, was when we, when we incorporated. So we're, we're a relatively young company. Uh, we're excited uh, about what's going on in the market. Um, I joined Alex Bajanov, who's our true founder, pretty much at the inception of the company. Um, so Alex approached me in late 2016. Uh, you know, I have a 25-year kind of background it, working with startup companies and helping them, helping them commercialize. And he approached me and told me about this really cool idea that he had uh, to bring intelligence to the circuit breaker panel through an addition to the panel, and it was so exciting for me, you know, when I first heard it, uh, my first thought was what a lot of my friends think when I tell them about this company, is they're like, well, surely someone's thought of that before, Um, and yeah, that was, uh, and it's taken off from there, so yeah, the the vision from day one and continues to really fuel the company, Uh, we're headquartered here in Charlottesville, Virginia, that's where Michael and I sit, and Brian's in Oakland, Um, but the vision has been to provide full control and full data uh, and, and bring intelligence to that, uh, to that breaker panel. So it's been, uh, it's been an exciting run um, so far, and we've got a long way to go. Uh, if you had talked to us, oh, two years ago when we first started, we first envisioned the Lumen uh, platform as a demand response tool for utilities, actually. Um, oh, wow. and. I should have known better with with some background I had with utilities that you know I might be <laughs> dead before I got commercialized. So, uh, it, so we've uh, we've explored the land and 
you know, over the course of the last couple of years, we've closed a couple of successful angel funding rounds here in, in the Charlottesville community. It's a really cool town to be an entrepreneur in, uh, especially if you have a good idea and it's energy related. So we're excited about that. And um, yeah, I'll stop there maybe and, and let you guys ask any additional questions you might have about the company before we dive into the technology a little deeper. I think that really gives us a pretty good foundation to start off on. I think it's and it's Great. interesting too that you've got a you just said there's a robust kind of technical uh, investment environment in Charlottesville, which I didn't know. So I think that's uh, interesting to be aware of, and we're seeing kind of you know tech uh, kind of uh, an energy kind of percolate in all corners of the country right now. Yeah, which absolutely. is yeah. Uh, it's not just Silicon yeah, Valley little, guys, right? Energy hub, little mini hub here in Charlottesville. There's a handful of uh, renewable energy development companies and vehicle to grid startups that I nice. could, you know, spit on from my office. So it's, it's wow. exciting. Um, so fast forward a little bit into 2018. So in the third quarter of 2018, as we've, uh, as we've grown, we achieved uh, our UL compliance. And we also got notification from the U.S. Patent Office that our, our technology, the hardware, was approved. So we got notice of allowance from the U.S. Patent Office, which was excellent design for manufacturing was complete in that time frame and uh, then we uh, were so we're ready to sell product and so far so good um, you know we started out you know really if you will horizontally with a product that you know was all about control and data and you know ma helping clients manage their home's energy use and you know over the last uh, nine to twelve months as as you guys have pointed out in the opening, what we found is that with storage applications, it really brings to life the value of the Lumen Energy uh, management okay. platform. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so there's there's a couple problems in the industry with uh, you know having to pull out a protected loads panel. It's a complex conversation for the homeowner uh, and for the installer. Many times, the homeowner is left you know unsatisfied with the solution to have you know, a partial backup, you know, for an expensive solution. So what we have found um, with our technology is that we can help, in some cases, eliminate that protected load panel. And at a minimum, you know, if a protected load panel is required for isolation, we can, uh, through the Lumen Energy Management, we can actually uh, enrich that panel and, you know, allow the homeowner to have more loads that can be backed up. So. It's uh, it's an exciting time for us. You know, we've uh, we're, we're really born into that that market. Um, you know, one of the challenges with a startup is, yeah, where do you have the best chance of winning new business and, and coming onto the market and and getting some traction? And yeah, we feel pretty strongly that we can add lots of value to. Uh, what the storage community is trying to do. Okay. Okay. So this is, this is this is good stuff. This is good stuff, Kevin. So what I want to do, I want to ask is so what I realized in this we approach this oftentimes from a solar perspective, right? Mm -hmm. So, but of course, there's a life for this prior to solar, prior to storage, and um, that. So what kind of functionality, uh, what kind of case use cases are there for your technology? So on the one hand, I can imagine a case case where we're talking about preserving storage by curtailing loads in an outage scenario. To me, that's kind of the world that my my mind. Kind of lives in a lot of the time, right. but for but what other types of uh, of, of uh, use cases do you have? Like, what's an example of well, how it's used? I'll, I'll take the first crack at that, and then uh, Brian and or Michael can can color it in. But, okay. You know, with our smart circuit control, um, so we can base that control on, as you described, the extent of the outage, or the range of the outage, or the range of the battery. That can be based on user preferences. Uh, that can be based on your, your current solar production. Um, so, yeah, there's there's lots of areas that that we can dig into, and I didn't do a good job of that. So, uh, one of you guys. Well, let me let me no, maybe yeah, I can I dig that's, in. That's great. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, well, like just as there's a couple questions there, right? So that was great, actually. Yeah. But so, if, for example, how, let's say there's an outage. And let's say that uh, you're you have a lumen panel installed. What's going to happen in that scenario? Are you going to get a Are you going to get a text message on your phone? Is it going to wh How is your, What's your interaction look like with that system, and what does it do for you? Yeah, that's a great question, guys. This is this is Michael Hipschman chiming in for that one. Um, so so yeah, so so I like the idea of kind of walking through it from a, a narrative perspective. Yep. So, so you're in the home, and right, your power goes out. 
Um, and, and traditionally what would happen is, assuming you have a battery and some, some juice in it, right, uh, certain loads are going to come back on, and you just sort of wait out the outage, and then eventually your energy is spent, and hopefully the grid's back by then. That's right? like a normal scenario without a sub-panel, right. without, without a right. lumen that's, panel. That's exactly right. So, so what, what we envision with the lumen smart panel and the energy measurement platform is actually dramatically changing that experience and making it totally different, totally dynamic, right? So, so you get that, that off-grid notification, right? Hey, the grid's down. By the way, some things are going to probably look a little bit different in your home. But what's different now, and, and we can get into some of how this works a little bit later, uh, instead of you know, being totally in the dark, so to speak, where you really don't know, what, you know how much power you've left, you're kind of hoping that you can make it through, and you don't know how your consumption is impacting that, with the Lumen Energy Management Platform, all of a sudden you can see what each one of your loads is consuming. You, know, you get the, the horizon, you know, hey, you've got six hours left at this rate. Are you sure you want to kind of keep consuming at that or do you want to make it last longer? Wow, so you've got real granularity here. Um, hey, this is a rolling blackout. Maybe it's not a big deal. It'll be back in an hour. Uh, you know, let's, let's spend it down. And, and, and so Lumen can, can really help add that visibility and just help you know what's going on. And then the second piece is, and this is um, back to the, the idea of the protected loads panel and how limiting that is, uh, the Lumen smart panel can actually make trades for you, right? So, so in other words, if, if in a protected loads panel you had seven circuits in there that were hardwired, all of a sudden with the Lumen smart panel, you can have seven circuits at a time, right? But it doesn't have to be the same seven. So you can start moving gotcha. things around. You can say, hey, maybe it's dinner time. I'd like to really have access to my range and, you know, get to turn my oven on. So sure, great. We'll give you access to that circuit. Um, and after dinner, maybe you're, you're done with that and you want to watch a movie. So, you know, you don't need access oh, to that circuit anymore. So we're going to turn it off and maybe give you access to your family room so you can go watch that movie. So, so that's kind of the idea. That's helpful. That's a really helpful uh, explanation of like, a, like imagining that scenario. So because if in, in, a, in a scenario where you had to choose a sub to put in a sub panel, you'd have to choose some dedicated loads. And during the outage, that would be what you had access to. Right. Yeah. And it's never going to change because right. it's, it's behind your circuit breakers. Yeah. And in the past, you know, I tend to think of, OK, you've got somehow we back up the whole house and then we self curtail. That's one option. Mm-hmm. Uh, another option is to put in a sub panel for critical loads and then everything else goes down and you have your critical loads right out it, right? And then this other kind of option, which is really interesting, is that you just said you can trade off the loads as you go throughout your day. So you are, you're, you're automatically or you're getting help to curtail, but you're, uh, it, could, it could follow you through the rooms throughout the day and but changing everything. I, I had that vision in my head and I don't know if it's, it's quite sufficiently advanced. If not, please tell me. But can you actually put in occupancy sensors and have it just follow you through that. Check that out. <laughs> you know, I think in theory you could. I think we can do some things even just by this is Brian by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, with you know just looking at the appliances that you're using um, mm-hmm. and okay. get a sense of okay well you know what you got this stuff going on right now. Um, you know maybe I can't handle adding your dryer load to that right now. So I'm sure. gonna I'm gonna disable the dryer um, for a period of time and maybe I'll let you know about that. Um, and then once you have the capacity to actually run the dryer again, maybe I can re-enable the dryer. So there's you know, there's things you can do on an occupancy and being, you know, really omniscient. But you know, even just with signals about what is currently running, um, you can, you know, leave a lot of potential um, out there for people to send you signals about what they want to do. Mm. Excellent. I have a question. Uh, it's kind of a specific one. So uh, you had said you can look at the loads and you can get kind of like a clarity, a real-time clarity, and get a little bit of a time horizon on how much energy you have left. Um, are we talking about looking at the individual circuits? Or are we talking about actually looking at the individual devices? Because there's some technology that allows you to look, to look at the individual um, load the, yeah, characteristics. The, the characteristics. Yeah, you can sure. identify individual Are you devices, using both right? those technologies or one or the other? So, yeah, so right now, um, we're, you know, right now we're, we're much more uh, circuit-focused because that's, that's where we're, we're at the closest junction you could right. be, um, right. being re- attached to your circuit breaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we can see um, the circuit-level usage um, as well as control the circuits. Um, but there's nothing um, that prevents us from making a heterogeneous mix right. of, con- of monitoring and control. Um, I, we definitely, you know, um, are, are expecting to do um, control for some pretty, um, uh, you know, obvious immediate loads around smart thermostats, um, just because there's such a heavy draw. And so there's, you know, it really should be, you know, we, we use the term energy platform as a way of, you know, thinking about it as a, it's a collective set of, of devices and levers and, and, and sensors that we can measure and, you know, um, play with your energy mix. 
Got it. Thank you so much. Now, there's, there, I don't, as far as I know, there are not a lot of companies in this space right now. Um, you know, and then your technology is it is it is it something is it very is it very specific to you what you're doing because I'm seeing here like a, a platform there's software there's hardware there's you, I, I there's, assume there's, there's a very the unassuming white little box with an antenna sticking out the top <laughs> and, and some and some lovely looking lo, lovely looking yeah. software. <laughs> but, how does it yeah, right, yeah yeah how competitive I, the I, landscape I, is it and then because it seems to me this is a really critical piece of the puzzle in, in order you know, we, we need this. Um, you know, and, and Kevin, I, this is where I'll ask you to you know chime in on top of me. But I, I think um, you know my first cut on that would be that the the space is definitely um, emerging. Um, it's you know it's dynamic. Um, there's lots of different layers that um, that various companies um, can you know um, uh, live within and, and play. So I don't I don't know that we have a, a really a direct competitor at the moment, but but there's you know definitely um, overlapping functionalities that. You know, we can both live um, happily cohabitating with, or um, or look to um, you know leverage each other um, to provide those functions. And so, um, you know, everybody's got certain components that are smart, um, and there's um, plenty of opportunities for us to um, live within a, a, a again a heterogeneous set of devices. There's nothing in our technology that is married to any one particular platform. Nice. Okay, so let's um, bring it back to the physical a little bit. Um, so you guys are ready to manufacture. Are these available today? Can I order one? <laughs> yep. Yes, yeah, can, sure can. Can, can be so done. I've, and I've then, got my credit card reader here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just give you that over, right over the air here. <laughs> By the way, the solar coaster is not adverse. If you'd like us to test out the equipment and want to send us one, we're really yeah, game for that. Yeah, absolutely we love that. doing right. that stuff. Right. We, can yeah, we, actually, we actually do that a lot. <laughs> Your trailer is no, We've got, uh, our, like I say, our design for manufacturing is complete on the hardware. We've got a great manufacturing partner um, that is, is ready to manufacture at scale. Uh, you know, there's a one-week lead time, I'd say, mm -hmm. on, on the hardware right now. But uh, all in all, is it possible yeah. for us to to talk a little bit about costing? And and I and it's okay if we can't. But I, I the reason I'd like to get a sense of how it relates to the cost of installing a sub panel yeah, because that affects that's kind the, of my question. That's where you I, was, go. I was going to talk about like the actual hardware install, yeah, what that I looks mean, like, because because as we all know, yeah. or if, if you've been following the show, a sub panel, a critical loads panel is can be a nightmare. I mean, you really have to I rewire. Think, you have to break up. I think that walls, thing is going. I think that thing is going the way <laughs> of the dodo. Should, the really critical loads be. panel yeah, is going go the way away. of the dodo. With this stuff right here, with this type of technology emerging, it's like, what? Why would you want to uh, choose loads that would be static and the only ones you could get forever? I mean, it's just it's going to change. Yeah, it doesn't, now, doesn't, right? and, then, and then to reverse it, it's also a nightmare yeah, project. Yeah, this is great. So, this, so yeah. This, what, yeah, can you give us a sense of how this fits in, even you know, on a, on, a, on an install, what it looks like for us? Yeah, no, that's a fair question, and, you know, generally in my life, if you ask me a question, you get an answer, so that's okay. okay. <laughs> um, and it, it, there is a range. It depends on, you know, some of the bells and whistles and, uh, you know, the functionality and things like that, but the range uh, for the Lumen Energy platform is, you know, between $1,500 and $2,500. Um, and that's and, software, yeah, that's, hardware, that's the, the whole kit and caboodle. That's oh. correct. Yeah. Installation. Yeah. Installation. Exactly. Is that is that are you assuming an included installation or is that extra? That would be on top on top of that. Right? Gotcha. Okay. 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 Yeah. So very cool. And then the installation component of it, you're, are you changing out? You're not changing out your entire main panel, right? You're changing out breakers, or what? What are you changing out? What's how extensive is the installation? Yeah. No, it, it's a great question, guys, and I'm, I'm glad you asked it because it, it actually kind of highlights one of the things we're kind of nerdily proud of here at Lumen, <laughs> uh, which is, is the fact that, you know, our hardware actually is is panel agnostic, right? So it can connect to basically any main distribution panel, any sub-panel, any sort of electrical panel. Um, and, and that's because it's an add-on. So it installs, you can put adjacent to, above, beneath, um, just, just somewhere close to your service panel. Uh, and then the actual connections uh, are made by a wire whip. So, so we're not replacing any breakers, we're not replacing any functionality. What we're doing is we're really just adding, um, so, so that overcurrent protection is still there, right? But, but what we're doing is we're adding measurement and control to each line. Mm -hmm. And so the measurement control devices live in that fancy white box with the little antenna that looks so unassuming, right? And then all the wires are just connected in the circuit panel. And so that's, uh, does, that, does that kind of answer the question? Yeah, yeah, it's 
actually really cool. I want to see one. So it doesn't, <laughs> I really, it doesn't, really do. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a very laborious process to install. No, yeah. In fact, you know, it, it's funny. As an electronics company, we, we tend to be so focused on that aspect. But the, the longest part of the installation is actually the physical mounting of the unit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, electricians always run into, you know, there's always something uh, in the way or, <clears throat> excuse me, some sort of surprise that they bump into halfway through the installation physically. Um, but in terms of connecting wires, it's, it's maybe 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Nice. Is there, is there a maximum number of circuits that it can monitor? Or? Yeah, it's a great question. So we have whole home consumption monitoring. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we see, you know, what your entire home is consuming. And then for the individual measurement control right now, that number is 12. Mm-hmm. So we can, we can look at everything and then individually measure and control 12. And when we talk about con- control, we're talking that's about that's, that's only actuating on the current, those. Uh, that's only a limitation of the current generation of the hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, we're you know, definitely looking at, um, as we're getting units out in the field, we're learning all sorts of things about um, home you know, circuit configurations that are going to inform you know, what we want to do from a hardware standpoint um, for future generations. Right. Excellent. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So there's some uh, pretty, pretty, uh, there's, you have an emerging kind of ecosystem in this space. You were, you were talking about all these other companies. There's room in there for them to improve uh, and, inc- and collaborate, which is pretty cool. We actually just got a, a call from a, a friend saying, hey, would you mind connecting us with these Lumen guys? He's a pretty, uh, pretty cool guy. So we'll do that right away. Right. <laughs> Obviously impressed by your technology. Um, what do you see happening in the future? Where's all this stuff going, gentlemen? I mean, this is, for me, you know, as a fellow that's been involved in the solar space for a bit, I'm, I'm excited because I keep, see- I love the industry because you keep seeing innovation pretty rapid yeah. pace and you're like oh, God, there's there's some room for improvement here and before you know it someone's doing it yep. of course you want to be the guy that's doing it but you're not always that guy you're, <laughs> you're not usually that guy there's usually a bunch of smarter people doing it and then these so what's happening in this space where do you see it going do you have any predictions for the upcoming you know months or years on on like you know the the new capabilities of this type of technology or uses yeah absolutely it's uh hard to, to know where to start in that direction, but <laughs> I think um, you know, the, the biggest thing that's on my mind every day coming in and out of here is, um, you know, what do we have and, and, and what can we do with it, right? And, and there's so much that we could do with this platform, and we really do view it that way. It, it is a platform, right? It's, it's the combination of hardware and software that makes this product so unique, of measurement and control, right? And so where we envision this heading is, is really becoming you know, an energy management platform, that Lumen energy management platform that Kevin was mentioning earlier. Um, and, and what exactly that is, you know, can take on a, a number of different shades. But I think our latest thinking is, you know, managing your home's energy use is, is pretty difficult. It's pretty complicated. Um, you know, we've seen any, any storage interface, you can sort of see the, the grid, your home, your battery, your solar panels, and, and you know, various flows and kind of what's going on. So we envision adding to that and saying, you know, okay, so that's, a, that's an interesting story and, and hopefully you're kind of optimizing, but this is only getting more complicated, right? It's, it's only getting harder to keep up with utility rates, with, you know, making sure you have enough juice in the battery to get through a certain amount of outage, and it, it's, it's certainly not getting any simpler. And so where we envision kind of really adding value down the road is, is just taking things simplifying them, the Lumen Smart Panel, Lumen Smart Energy Management Platform, you know, being able to look out across what's going on in the grid, what's going on with your solar, what's the state of your battery, and then what are your preferences? You know, you, are you trying to save money? Are you trying to consume cleaner power? Um, What are you chasing? And then let's look at everything and help you achieve your goals simply, cleanly, you know, without you having to get too involved. It is it, that. Thank you for that, and that did help me quite a bit because it's. It, it almost feels like, and we had talked about this before in some other context, Jay. It almost feels like you have this friend that's going to help you, almost like a, an assistant, mm-hmm. you know, like in the on a computer or something. And it's kind of wakes up and says, "Hey, uh, how can I help you? What would you like to do with your energy?" And then you go, "Well, I want him to do this. I want to save as much money as possible." Yep. Okay, that's what I'm going to work on for you. Yep. You Jarvis. know, uh, Jarvis, right? <laughs> so, very good, very yeah. good, Jay. One, um, one, yeah. one last quick question. So you you had initially envisioned this as as a way for utility to kind of help out. Yeah. Do you see a, a day where you will actually go back in that direction, or is that kind of road kind of ended? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great question. Thanks for bringing it back. Um, yes, is the short answer. Um, 
Yeah, we feel like there's tremendous potential um, in in the regional transmission organizations. You know, as you know, one of the one of the challenging things here, is, you know, certainly with the data and, and certainly with demand response, is the chicken and egg syndrome. But we do feel like once we have you know sufficient installations and, and concentration of those installations, then yes, it does get really interesting for both the homeowner. Uh, and the utility that's looking to curtail demand at certain times, you know, based on the right formula. So, yes, we do see, you know, in, in time, um, you know, going back in that direction and, um, and, and particularly with the information and the data that the Lumen Smart Panel, you know, produces. Uh, yeah, there's, there's going to be lots of interest in, in, in that as well. Good enough. All right. Well, I would encourage everybody to go to Lumin, L-U-M-I-N, smart.com, L-U-M-I-N-S-M-A-R-T.com to learn all about the Lumen Smart Panel. Uh, really cool. Like I said, it's such a little, like I said, an unassuming white little box, but it does so much. Who wants to be the first <laughs> Lumen Smart Panel, uh, per, you know, home uh, own, home with it in there in, in Hawaii? I mean, uh Try to beat us to the punch. We're going for it. Okay, well, thanks so much, gentlemen. It's been a real pleasure. Uh, Kevin and Brian and Michael, right? Did I get all three of them right? Okay. (laughs) Thank Thank you, guys. Thank you, gentlemen. Aloha. Thanks thanks for the opportunity. All right. Have a good one, guys. Very, very cool. This is Whew, it's, what a show. It's so exploding and, all the time. And we're getting pinged uh, by a lot of different people. You know, we got a call from, uh, you know, from Boris there and from some other friends asking about different aspects of this panel and what it can do and uh, when can we get yeah. it. And so, yeah, we'll, yep. we'll be able to help with all those, all those questions. We'll keep guys. you updated. Absolutely. Um, we are going to have an opportunity to do our future focus yeah, section. I'm proud of us. We included a caller in news and events, main focus <laughs> and future focus today. We're so responsible. We're and if you keep boys. talking about it, we're going to waste all the okay, time. Okay, go ahead. You do it. 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 All right. So if Future Focus coming out of the <laughs> Japan Times, which I read every once in a while. Yeah. Um, inkjet solar panels are poised to revolutionize green energy. Well, this is kind of cool. We've been talking about this technology for a while. This is the perovskite um, molecule, perovskite. Uh, which can be kind of, it's, it's a synthetic molecule that you can, it kind of looks like a cube, but you can change the components, which will actually change the wavelength that responds to um, in a photovoltaic kind of way. New kind the, of solar the cool, Yeah, but the cool thing is you can, you can basically like inkjet print it on things. Oh, yeah. And I'm not talking like your inkjet printer at home, although you can do that. But imagine a big assembly line where you can literally just spray the enti- that entire car. I was just, th- I was just thinking <laughs> about how expensive those uh, inkjet toner things would be. <laughs> 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 the, the because, because you pay much too much for ink, I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I want to print my own solar panels. Oh, yes, absolutely, absolutely be really cool. So coming out of Poland, a, a 36-year-old uh, physicist and now businesswoman, Olga I'm going to murder this one, <laughs> Melanguitz, okay. I believe, um, go. Good effort. has really um, put a ton of effort into making these uh, cheap, these inkjet processes nice and cheap. So you can print out solar panels. They are light, flexible, uh, if relatively efficient, but extremely inexpensive. And like I said, the light, light and flexible, just this? wrapping things in solar. So that's that's the future, being just able to... Solarize everything. Yeah, exactly exactly right? that. Your car, your trailer, your surfboard. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's an exciting future to look forward to. Check that out, folks. That was in the Japan Times. Imagine not um, have to paddle out. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> <Little> motors. <laughs> very good. Very good. Hey, folks, uh, this is the end of our show today, number 93, 94 right. next week. It's uh, great to have the Looming Fellas on and uh, Boris on in News and Events. Thank you, Boris von Borman. Uh, this is the uh, Solar Coaster, folks. We are sponsored by uh, Sundrum Solar, uh, Pantech Design, uh, Tabuchi Electric America, America, and soon LG Chem has got signed on board as well. Thank you, LG Chem. So thanks, folks. Have a wonderful Aloha Friday. Stay warm.